Welcome inside the lab at Formula 4 Media. I am Bob McGee, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Isabel Onimus, CEO and founder of iFitU. She is speaking with me from Las Vegas, where she is attending Shop Talk. Uh, Ms. Onimus, chairwoman of the Swiss Red Cross and member of the Creative Women's Circle of Switzerland, is a former investment banker who has always had a passion for fashion. Uh, she founded iFitU, a platform and app that provides size recommendations to consumers for all major brands around the world. Uh, the business was awarded a prize by Swiss, Swiss National TV for being the most promising startup in February of 2015 and was named one of that year's favorite fashion apps by FashionVest in, uh, in December 2015. The app was initially launched in Germany and Switzerland and the United Kingdom will be the next market. Uh, good afternoon, Ms. Onimus. Uh, thank you for joining me today here at Formula 4 Media Inside the Lab. Good uh, afternoon, Bob. Thank you for having me. Okay. Uh, first, uh, maybe you could tell our listeners a little bit about your background in fashion. With, and, and with the, I understand you had private sales in your home and how iFit uh, you became came to be. That's correct. Um, yes, I started uh, importing some uh, less-known uh, designers from uh, Italy and uh, Northern Europe, Denmark, into uh, Switzerland, from requests from all my group of girlfriends and I realized the sizing is really the pain point. Um, every brand size is different. There is no standardized uh, sizing charts uh, globally and uh, that's okay. Um, every designer wants to um, you know, do the sizing as they, as they wish according to the, the cut of their clothes and what they have in mind for their customers. So we uh, totally uh, embrace that. And uh, we respect the, each designer's uh, size charts into our sizing algorithm. So that's how uh, I came uh, to found uh, iFitU after ex extensive, of course, um, research uh, on the high street uh, in London. We conducted a big consumer research and saw that really the, the pain point for the consumer was the sizing and the fitting, especially when buying online. Basically, that would be one reason why women don't buy as much from online because they can't try it on. They're worried about the sizing. That's correct. Uh, men and women. Oh, men and women. And, okay. Yes. And I wanted to uh, develop something that a consumer can also uh, take when he's shopping in store. Because many fast fashion retailers, as you know, uh, we take uh, Zara or H&M, etc. They only allow you for a certain amount of garments for you to take into the fitting room. At the brick and mortar store, right? So with iFitU, you can. Uh, I wanted the, the the consumers to have something they have uh, in their hand and can use at any time, whether they shop in store or and online. A chance to look at your site. Is, is the site a marketplace for fashion brands and how many categories of fashion and how it's split between women and men? And uh, finally, what services, including size, and that iFit um, iFit U offers the shopper? So we have um, it's fifty percent for women, fifty percent for men. Huh? So we have the same uh, amount of brands for men than for women. Men shop a lot also online, right? So we didn't want to have less men offering. We have we are a marketplace, so uh, we work with affiliate partnerships with the uh, online stores. So we have right now uh, in the US, we have a Saks, a Bloomingdale's, Amazon, we just started, etc., etc. So basically when you use iFitU, you do your size profile once and we match that against thousands of uh, size charts from the brands, okay. filtering down to the item most likely to fit you. 
So we're filtering all the online uh, store results, whether it is per uh, garment category or per brand that you select or per price or whether on sale or not available right now in your site. And I also saw on your site that you uh, cover, uh, you carry some of the brands, the more sportswear brands, some of the the Adidas I saw on there. So you you carry brands beyond just high fashion as well. Absolutely. Um, I think the the consumer today is very much a mix and match consumer. So you can uh, have some uh, luxury uh, items uh, available, of course, on iFeature with some luxury online stores like uh, Net-A-Porter or Mr. Porter. But you can also have um, athleisure, like you mentioned, uh, whether it's Adidas. So we have sizing for Under Armour as well. Nike athleisure is, is a very important way of life. I think it's not only a... a a way of uh, dressing yourself, but it's, it's a way of life that we have to have those brands represented, of course, on our app. The mix and match attitude of the consumer, maybe you want to have a, one pair of expensive shoes, but you want to have a Forever 21 top and, you know, that's, I think, how we shop today. And you're making all those options, obviously, available to your shopper, your, 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 your visitors. Correct. So how has iFit you? I know you've been open, uh, open a few years, two or th- I think three years now. How have you discovered, what have you discovered about the fashion consumer that shops your site? Uh, what is he or she primarily looking for? And, and tell me more about how the site eliminates the potential for returns. I think the, um, our users like the practicality of having a size recommendation and that they can edit the size recommendation that we give them, which means that they can put their preferred fits or their preferences. So let's say I'm recommending you, Bob, M in trousers in Bonobos, for example, or whatever, you know, you can edit that because maybe, Bob, you like to wear it a bit looser or a bit tighter. That's what we have developed. We take into account the user-generated content and have integrated machine learning in that. So we know more what Bob not only likes to uh, buy, but also how he likes to wear it. So the more the shopper goes to your site, the more you learn about that shopper's taste and what brands and things and sizes that they want. Yeah, yeah. in order to, of course, uh, serve our users in the best possible way. And also, I should just ask one more question about the product. Footwear, you have Adidas and Nike and Under Armour, but you have footwear other yes. footwear, casual and high fashion as well? That's correct, yes. Okay. So uh, we, uh, we are integrating uh, more um, high fashion when the sizing works. Huh? So there are many brands that are uh, pending, like we call, so where we are reaching out to them because somehow the size charts, there is a hick. So oh, when we cannot give a good size recommendation, we do not put it in. Oh, you don't add it on your, you don't carry it on your site. We I don't, guess. no, we don't carry it when their size charts are not working. You, you, but you might tell them, you might tell that vendor they need to work oh, on their yes, size chart. Oh, always reach out to them, of course. Um, yes. So are there plans to uh, launch iFitU into the United States or can yes. US shoppers currently purchase from the site? Of course, it's very interesting because we haven't put really a lot of marketing budget in the US and half of our downloads, almost half, are coming from the US. So that's also one of the reasons why I'm attending uh, Shop Talk. Uh, we have also some um, interesting leads for a B2B. So um, I don't know if you want to cover a bit our competition, uh, but yeah, sure. Yeah, we have some, uh, I'll say, two competitors in the in the US in terms of size engine recommendation. They are pure B2B, as you as you know, we are an app, right? right. But they are pure B2B, 
One is called uh, TrueFit and the other one is called Fit Predictor. So they integrate with the online stores. I got some requests now for some big online stores in the US for uh, a B2B possible integration as we make, you know, the size profile once, right? Because we are not so much uh, data mining in our search, in our sizing recommendation, we take into account the, the size charts. The we support thirteen specific measurements that each user can adjust. Okay. We work with the statistical model, and plus we have machine learning. So it's a four-dimensional, if you want, sizing algorithm. And our vision for a B two B integration would be okay. Let's say. Uh, on Nordstrom, I'm just taking an example, random, whatever online store, then you would make your size profile only once as a consumer. And then you could see the whole availability uh, in your size, whatever brand they carry. So it's multi-brand and single brand offering, right? So maybe that's what interests also the, the big uh, online stores, e-commerce players in the States. Oh, I see that. Just one, just one quick follow-up about that. What you mentioned yeah. you mentioned the competitors. Do you think, obviously, with the, the, the vast growth of e-commerce, that all e-commerce websites that sell soft goods going forward are going to have to have some alliance with a, a site similar to yours or a, a fit application uh, they're all going to I, need to have that I, I think so I mean I think big uh, big online retailers or you know uh, big brands are all looking for to integrate some some kind of you know startup text whatever it is for either it is for the inventory or for me making the consumer experience even better more personalized so fitting of course is a is a part of it, and, and actually, as you mentioned about the returns, it actually if if, you, if people are getting the right size, the first purchase, they're going to cut down on the returns, which cuts down on costs of shipping back and forth and all that. That's correct, correct. I don't know the exact number in the U.S. market, but in the in the U.K. there was a big research, and they they came up with with the number that each percent less in returns in the U.K. fashion industry would save them ten million pounds. Well, that's impressive. So the U.S. is probably comparative. Yeah, not everything, of course, is the sizing. Right. It's also material, the color, but a big, big majority is the the sizing, for sure. Next question I want to know is how can vendors or retailers get involved with the website and the app? Are the brands, and also follow-uping on that, are the brands and products that I fit you, are they curated by yourself and your staff, or are they recommended by visitors? So uh, for the moment, we have our internal curator who go according to, to uh, major uh, trends uh, and it's geolocated right so we have for example in uh, in Germany uh, there are some designers and some brands that are not really known in the UK or in the US so we try to make also this uh, geolocation you know this global approach global. local okay global yes right I it's, got you I got you <laughs> very cool important to have uh, to have also uh, the, um, for example UK brands some of them are not known in the US or people would never buy them here, right? So we have to respect, I think that's very important in the internationalization of e-commerce that some local aspect is also, you know, embraced. I also noticed on the site that you offer some trends that are going on in fashion. So actually, if someone was in the UK and they wanted to see what the fashion was in Germany and they wanted to buy that product, even though they live in the UK, they could, right? Of course they could. Right. Absolutely. That's the great thing of being uh, of being accessed, you know, uh, from everywhere with the mobile app, right? Conversely, someone in the US could, uh, someone in uh, Europe could see what's happening fashion trend-wise in the US and, and buy into that product. Absolutely. So we want, we want to reach that uh, global shopper it's very important uh, regarding um, if um, you know we can 
I think what is important for us is to, of course, talk to the brands. We are talking to some brands now that would like to make some curation on our site. So that's also a new development for us, which is very interesting to keep always a bit of a balance, right? That we're not only an advertising site, that we also have our own identity. But it's important if a brand has good sizing and, you know, fits our um, our image, our identity, and also represent it, of course. So basically, if I understand you correctly, Isabella, so hypothetically, a brand, say Adidas, for example, hypothetically, they could create their own curated collection for your for iFitU in addition to what you curate for the site from that brand. Yes, oh, I see. yes, of course, of course. And finally, I thought maybe you could talk a little bit about how consumers worldwide are embracing e-commerce today, particularly when it re- relates to apparel purchases. And have you found that this differs widely dependent on global, depending on global region? In other there are some experiences like functionality, etc., that consumers expect when they are shopping online, no matter where they're shopping from. So, uh, you know, the the big the big issue for us, and I think for other uh, fashion apps, is payment solutions that that's still not solved. So, what type of you know uh, one click and I pay? We're looking at it. There are a few technologies out there, but should we have Apple Pay? Should we have this or Stripe or you know what I mean? It's uh, I think that's a major uh, pain that will be solved. That will be so has to be solved because somebody in Switzerland maybe they pay with you know like at the post office uh, in Russia they like to pay cash when they get delivered, etc. So every country has their preferred way of of payments, and if we could find a way so we're testing now a couple of technologies that would um, make the the purchasing much uh, faster you know from uh, from i fit you uh, i think the the global the global consumer is opened you can see how they shop for example in europe with uh, or in asia on aliexpress you know from alibaba uh, yeah it's really uh, growing pretty fast also in, in Germany and Switzerland and France, amazingly enough, you know, you can see the way Amazon is spreading. Also, Amazon Fashion is uh, they are putting a lot of um, a lot of curators. They have launched their own, uh, very discreetly, their own brands. Amazon they mix within the other brands. So I think there is a big expansion in the in the fashion. It used to be consumer electronics, and now thing uh, I think now fashion has more growth. Than consumer electronics online. That's why there is so much um, uh, money flowing into uh, into fashion on e-commerce. So you you see um, you see fewer e-commerce players. You see, for example, a company like Farfetch that tries to link the the retailers to open them the e-commerce. I don't know if you know about Farfetch. Farfetch it's it's a global um, platform e-commerce where you can buy and what he has developed is that for example you have a store Bob and you sell, you know, let's say men apparel or whatever. You can link your store to the Farfetch platform so you can actually have consumers from anywhere in the world. Oh, and sell your and sell your inventory through them. Very happy also to work with uh, with Farfetch uh, on our platform. So there are many, how can I say, uh, many ways of addressing the global consumer from uh, retail and from uh, e-commerce. It is really a big merge coming. The the shopping experience is evolving. So even from a a physical store, I think the physical store is really living a revolution right now. 
I think it was a wake-up call, especially in America, where all those shopping malls, you know, are closing down, etc. So brands are rethinking, rethinking the whole experience of the consumer in the physical store. So that it has to be, you know, maybe more like a showroom. Maybe you don't need to have the whole collection there, but accessing it, accessing the e-commerce sites very easily and vice versa, you know. Well, listen. I thank you today. I uh, thank you for your insights today, Mrs. O- uh, Ms. Onamas. Uh, her website thank you. and her website again is I Fit You. Uh, you've been listening to Inside the Lab at Formula Four Media. This is Bob McGee.